All right, y'all. Good evening. Welcome to Yang Yang the Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Hope everybody's doing all today. Yes. All right. Looks like people are falling on now. Give everybody a couple of seconds to get on here. Yes, everybody jump on. We're going to have a good conversation tonight. We're live. We're live. We're live. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started, everybody. So for starters, we know that every time we come on here and do a podcast, we always start with what? The disclosure. Let's go ahead. Yin Yang, the podcast does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear. This podcast is completely opinion-based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. Hey, everybody. So, for starters, Sheena, you there? Yes, I'm here. Sheena might be happy. Okay. Your um your screen's black, so I can't tell if you're on or not. Um I don't know if you're having some problems with weather in your area. So um hmm. but that's okay. Her her video should kick right back in in a minute. So with that being said, how you been this week? I been good. I had some exciting news. I got my Arthur copies of my book in the mail this week. So I'm super excited about that. And this upcoming week, I'm going to be on the promo and promotion um, to push that book out there. So I am super excited about all of that. How have you been? How have you been feeling? Uh, so I am still sick. I'm still dealing. I haven't had as bad as a fever, um, but I'm having still a lot of, you know, breathing and chest issues and headaches and throat aches. Um, but that's kind of part of bronchitis. They told me it could take three weeks to a month to completely get over it. So just taking a day at a time as I can. That's all I really can do. But it's okay. Um, so, you know, um, the other thing that I do want to address while we're right here is that on the fourth week of the month, unless there's a holiday of some kind, we will always be doing a controversial topic. Um, that controversial topic um, this time is it looks like Sheena's coming in on a different screen. Okay. I'm there. We go. Awesome. She's back. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know why that does that, but we'll figure it out. Technical difficulties. That's all right. It's all right. You were still there. But hey, show everybody your book. Oh, yes. Because I was like, oh, black screen. You can't see my book. So this is (laughs) (laughs) this is my book. Look, I got my author copy in the mail. I'm so excited. So yes. So promo. Starting this a week, um, y'all should see me out on the Facebook and Instagram pushing it, and um, probably going to look into maybe starting like a little virtual book tour. So I'm gonna probably put that together. So, um, 
I got some excited things in the works for, uh, you know, as far as, you know, pro- promoting the book. So I'm super excited to actually have it in my hands and I can say, oh, look, I'm a published author. I got it. So, yes, I'm just 100 percent super excited about that. Great. I'm so excited that you got that, too. Um, Yay. So you must have cut out when um, I asked you how you been, because I didn't see. That's when I was, like, trying to fix my black screen. So tell me how you been. I didn't hear that part. Oh, okay. Well, so everyone else did. I'm struggling still a little. Um, (laughs) But I'm okay. And the doctor did say, you know, bronchitis can take three weeks to a month to get over. So I'm still having, like, a lot of sore throat and and chest problems. but, um, But I'm slowly getting better each day. Um, awesome. the, the hardest thing, honestly, is is the energy levels. Like, I would really like to sleep for a year and a half at this point. Girl, um, me too. So, <laughs> I know that's kind of just like an adult thing, right? Like, at some point, as an adult, we um we're just like, yeah, I really mm-hmm. just want to go to sleep. <laughs> right. It's funny how, like, as kids, uh, when we used to have nap time, like, we didn't want to go down and put our nap. But now, as adults, we like bring on the nap time. Like, be ready for it. Right. Right. So, a couple other exciting little things, just so that we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. Uh, officially, we should be officially gone live. Um, I know we're on Riverside right now. I'm not sure if it's going to go over to our Facebook currently. Um, we seem to be having a little bit of connectivity issues with that. Um, so I'm not sure where it's live right now, but we are definitely live on Riverside. The link's already been posted to the page so people can join. Um, there were quite awesome. a few people that wanted to get on tonight. So hopefully we see them kind of trickle in. Um, and then www.yingyangthepodcast.com has officially launched. Our website is out there for the world to see. And for all businesses, small organizations, nonprofits, and people that just want to get their name out there, if you're, you know, do some kind of sales, please submit to our business spotlight. We would love to feature you. Um, We do a blurb. We can do live interviews and we'd love to feature any products you have just to help us all grow together. So with that being said, we do not do business spotlights on our controversial topic weeks because Mm -hmm. we never want a business to feel like our opinions or what we say could harm their sales or their clientele. So on these weeks, we don't do anything. In the future, we will probably do something, but it'll be more writing-based from Sheena and I um, so that we still have something to put out there for a little bit of something for you to read in the morning with coffee. However, um, we will never feature a business on those Saturdays. Um, We do have a few spots left open before the end of the year for businesses. Um, We currently, I think, have four left for the rest of this year. Um, based on submissions we've already received since the website went live a few days ago. That's so, awesome. With that being said, guys, let's go ahead and get going. All right. Abortions. So um, I did make a post. We, I've seen that. Yes. We did have someone go in and say um, some things on that post, um, which I would be more than happy for everyone to go take a look at. Um, I'm not going to just kind of sit and talk about it. Um you know, because everyone's entitled to their opinions and I love hearing other people's opinions and, and reading what she wrote made sense, you know, to an extent. So to me, you know, but my opinion differs from hers. So, right. you know, the biggest thing that I want everyone to remember is that there will never be a time where yin yang is not a safe space. You know, you're allowed to have a difference in opinion with someone 
and still talk to them and still be their friend and still respect them on an individual level. You right. know, so, um, we will touch a little bit on that post in a little while um, for, for some things that do need to be addressed. Um, so with the first question of the night, Sheena, Miss Yang. Miss Yang. Are you against abortion? <laughs> no. I am okay. not against Why? it. Because we don't know what someone is going through or their reason why they need to get it done. And I wouldn't want to see somebody who be in a situation that they just can't bring a child into this world and not have a, a, a out, you know, cause we, we don't know what people um, go through. So even if I'm in that situation, like I want to have a choice to whether or not what to do with my own body and what, if that's an option that I can, you know, take that option if I need that option out. So I'm not against it because you never know, you know, what situation or what somebody's going through and they just cannot bring a child into this world. Like, is this not for them? So I don't want, you know, someone to be forced to make a decision or be forced to bring a child into this world when it's just not on their plate to. So I'm, I'm not um, against it. Um, it's just to each his own. So does that mean you're pro-abortion or pro-choice? Um, I would say that I would be pro-choice because um, it's it should be the choice of the individual. I mean, I don't think you should take that in choice away from the individual. Like, I am an individual, you're an individual, and we should be able to make our own decisions, especially about our bodies, on what we want. I mean, if, if you are against abortion and you don't believe in it or... Um, you don't want to do it if it's not for you. Cool, that's all right. That's I, I have nothing, no ill feelings about you. If you you think that it's just you know a blasphemy or whatever, but you know you can't shame somebody else who wants to get it done or needs to get it done or is you know is something that they have to do or want to do or or believe in. So I just don't think that other people who don't is against it should shame other people who's for it so I just think it's an individual choice you should have your own individual choice to make a decision about your body like and not have other people like shame or hate on you because of your choices okay okay well so let me play a little devil's advocate with you okay Okay. so let me start with saying um I am also pro-choice. Um, okay. I am pro-choice for a multitude of reasons. Um, number one, there are circumstances, um, health circumstances, where an abortion is needed. Um, right. I won't ever speak on names or things like that. But, you know, people have atomic pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Eptopic, epto- I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that word right. <laughs> um, but you know, and you know, I think they're called like tubular pregnancies and things like that. Yeah. And then also, you know, one of the things that the lady, the religious lady, posted on the page, and and I, that I agreed with, is that we live in an evil world. True, you know, and so being that we do live in an evil world. There are people out there that go through things that you and I can't fathom, you know, and who am I to tell some, you know, 17 year old who, you know, was forced to do something with a family member that she can't abort the child afterwards, you know, like, I don't feel like that's my place, Um, you know, and but even on top of that, there are a million situations, you know, yes, so many tell... different scenarios or situations. Yeah, what you do you could tell the 16 year old girl that went to prom and ended up pregnant, but has a full ride to college? It's just not that... the right time. Right. And it's, it's a hard thing. And I can understand why people say it's murder. 
So, and that's what I want to hit you with. That's, that's my double advocate question. So let me hit you with this because I was actually asked this. Um, I was asked this in person when the person found out about our podcast and I forgot to even tell you about this conversation with this person, but she said to me, you know, okay, if you don't feel like it's murder, um, what would you do if your son, and this is a good question for you, and this is why I, if your son got a young lady pregnant and at seven months pregnant, she decided she didn't want to do it anymore after you had already put money into the child. Is it murder then? Is that when your opinion changes or is it still her choice? Should there be a time limit on that abortion? That's a tricky question because Mm -hmm. why wait to seven months to make a decision? But Mm -hmm. on the other hand, it is her body. So it's like, I, I mean, to be honest, if I was in that situation, I would at seven months and if I already, you know, spent my money and everything. And if she felt like that she wanted it out, I mean, I would give her other options. It's at seven months. You only got what? Three more. Well, I can, can't even count. But that being that close to delivery, I would be like, honestly, I would be like, if you have the baby, I'll take the baby and I'll raise the baby. You know, but if she wants but to, doesn't that go back on what you just said about pro-choice? Yeah, yeah, but because let's you say, just said I did, it should be her choice. But I would give her an option if you know, as said, being that it's seven months, but I wouldn't stop her from having the abortion if she wants it done. I mean, if she's like, no, I don't want to have it. That's this. I don't want you to raise it, and I just I'm going to have this abortion. Okay, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't argue with her, or I would just be like, okay, that's you're that firm on it. Even though you check all your other options, I'm I'm alright with it. So I'm not I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're a mur-, you know, I'm not gonna call her a murderer. I'm not gonna you know blast her out. I'm not gonna do none of that. But if she's like like dead set on the abortion, I at least I could be set easy at seven months that she did consider all options. You know, because it's just like to me, it's just a little different. You can't say that it's not the same thing when you're finding out at six weeks versus seven months. So it's just a little thing, other thing that you can consider all of your options. But if your options are still the same, and then if your mind nothing has changed between six weeks and seven months, then your decision is still your decision. I'm not saying like, you know, you're going to take her choice away. It's just like, you know, at seven months, just, you know, you know, review your options. But if abortion is still what you want to do, then I'm not going to stop you or I'm not I'm not going to call you a murderer. I'm going to respect your decision. I'm going to respect your decision, which you do with your body regardless um, in that situation, because I think that is your choice. But, you know. I think it's just a little different, a little more to consider if you're trying to make it at seven months versus like six weeks. You know, I just think, you know, that's just my opinion. Like, if you carry no, it, no. you know, you're, yeah, I you mean, are you entitled to your opinion. I can tell you that this subject weighs hard on me and wavers hard on me because mm-hmm. I do feel like there should be certain circumstances where it's wrong. And I'm not, I don't want to ever say that I take someone's life, like choices away from them. And that's why I'm pro-choice. I believe America is supposed to be for the free. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when it comes to choices that affect my body, my health, and, and, and who I am as a person, I should be able to make all those choices. Right. You know, just like, just like at my doctor's office, my doctor, you know, my doctor, they can't just be like, Hey, you're going to take this. No, you have to agree to take the medicine. They can't force it down your throat every day, you know? So, but I also feel like 
I do feel like at some point you have to have made that decision prior to a certain point. You know, right. Uh, I can't say unless there are extenuating circumstances, I can't say that it doesn't bother me that people are able to have some abortions at eight months. But right. the reason that I feel pro-choice is because outlawing abortion only only makes it illegal it doesn't stop abortion and i don't think that people pay attention to that if someone does not want that child they are going to not have that child and then you're not just taking that child's life you're taking the mother's life because she's having an abortion with a coat hanger in a back alley because she can't afford to feed another child on top of the multiple children she may already have at home. You know what I mean? So right. all, all outlawing abortion does is stop safe abortions. It doesn't stop abortions. Right, because if people are going to get it done, they're going to get it done. They're going to figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, I mean, they do it with everything. You know, if somebody wants it, somebody's going to create an at-home remedy. Hey, go buy this pill and mix it with this. And right. it's, it's going to be happen. just like just like drugs. They outlaw and make drugs illegal, but you, there's still drug addicts around. So it's the same thing. They, if they're going to do it or they want to do it, they're going to figure it out. How to get right. it done, whether and it's legal or illegal. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things in the post from um, the the lady that was explaining, you know, about religion and, and how it is against the Bible. One of the things that she said on that post is, you know, when a murderer murders a woman that's pregnant, he's charged with two counts of murder. And she was saying, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't, you can't kill your own that's child not and same. not be charged with and then I think it's different too. Like if a mur- if a person just out there murdering people, then yes, he should get two counts because that woman clearly was still pregnant and clearly planning to keep the child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, at that point. Now, if she didn't know she was pregnant, if she was only eight weeks pregnant, no, I don't think he should be charged with two counts of murder. Maybe he didn't know. But if he did know, yeah, he should be charged with two counts of murder. But I think it's completely different. And that's just my opinion. You know, other people may disagree. There's going to be people that come on here and say, no, abortion is wrong regardless. And, and that is a I personal think, choice. I really think, I'm not <laughs> even sure if he's going to get charged with two counts of murder. Cause ain't it? They do. They, they do? Oh, okay. Because I thought maybe. Anything it, with a heartbeat. Yeah, anything with a heartbeat. Okay, I thought it was like after they take their first breath. But, okay. Well, if he's got a heartbeat, then yeah. It would be two counts of murder, but either way, it's not the same thing. I don't think it's the same. The scenarios doesn't line up. You can't compare one. It's like comparing apples and oranges. It's not. It's not the same. In my that opinion, was a really good not, analogy. Yeah, it's not the same. Okay, I'm seeing now if we have anybody in the chats with any comments or questions. Yeah, and I would just want to say, like, what's your comment? Like, I 100% agree because, and that was, I don't know if I explained it that way, but that was kind of where I was leading. Like, like at a certain point during a pregnancy, you have to, like, maybe consider other options. So if you wait that long, like, you know, because you had enough chance to make a decision whether or not, like, at eight months or seven months or whatnot, you had time to know that you're pregnant and did you know to make a decision whether or not you want to keep it or what your scenario so at some point you have to have i guess take uh what's the word i'm looking for not initiative but you know responsibility of your action or your decision but still it should be an individual choice and you shouldn't feel jumped on or hated on based on the decisions or the choices or your opinions all right, we have someone in the chat. Okay. Um, we have Johnny in the chat, and Johnny's asking to share her story. Johnny, if you want, you can go ahead and call my phone, and I can put you on speaker to share that way, or you can type it into the chat, and I can share for you. Um, I might need to switch my mic if you're going to call in, but that's okay. Oh, she says she's calling now. 
All right. And we Sheena, I'm going to have you tell me if you can hear her okay. Okay. No problem. All right. Will you say hello, Johnny, so I can see if the podcast can hear you? Hello. Did you hear her, Sheena? Yes, I hear her clearly. Awesome. All right, Johnny, go ahead and share your story. Okay. Um, so I got pregnant. I had a daughter already, and I got pregnant. And about two weeks after being pregnant, I started to hurt really bad, and I went to the emergency room. And the first emergency room just sent me home. They said I was pregnant, but they couldn't locate the baby, but I would be fine. So I went home, and I woke up a couple of days later, and I was crawling on the floor. My stomach was black because it was filled with blood, and I had an ectopic pregnancy that ruptured. I called my mother. She rushed me to MUSC, and at that point in time, I had about 30 seconds to decide whether or not to have an abortion or die. Mm. See, that's a medical circumstance that makes you have to make a split decision. And if you don't mind me asking without being too personal, Johnny, what, um, what was your, in that moment, and you had those 30 seconds to make that decision, what was your, what, what made you decide to do what you did Well, I actually had two thoughts. First of all, I thought, oh, my God, Vanessa's going to be so upset, you know, she's not having a brother or sister. And then secondly, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to be alive for her. Right. 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 So people that are going around saying things like, hey, abortions, you know, should be outlawed and they should be illegal. How do you say that to the mother that has to still be around for her child that's still here. You know, that's, thank you so much for sharing that story too, because I don't think a lot of people realize that abortion isn't just, you know, a decision that you make over a a few time, a few days, or it's not, it's not that kind of decision all the time. Sometimes it's literally that split second decision and you have no choice but to make. I think people, even though I, I'm, I had no choice, really. I still carry guilt. See, and that's and that's the part that people don't talk about. They don't talk about how the person actually feels afterwards. It's yeah. not like everyone just wakes up and says, oh, I'm going to have an abortion today. I'm happy. I get to go out tonight. No, that's right. not. Even if they feel like that at the moment in stupidity or naiveness, it's not like that doesn't relive in your mind or come back in future moments as, as PTSD or some form of trauma, because it is a trauma you still have to go through. Right. I really, really, really appreciate you calling in and sharing your story, Johnny. A lot of people don't realize that. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. I was just going to say that I think, there's a stereotype or that is attached to abortions where like, you know, back in the day, I guess like the sixties and seventies, they had girls who guys was promiscuous. I think I said that right, but they go out <laughs> high school girls. They go out and have meaty boys and get pregnant. They still in school and they just, you know how they did back in the day, sweep it under the rug or they make them have abortions. So I think people now still have that stereotype attached to abortions and they think, oh, you want to have abortion because you was out doing, you know, being, you know, promiscuous and now you got to live, you know, you made your bed, you now you got to lay in type of thing. And it's not like that. There's other, you know, situations. Not everybody is out, you know, we talk real, having sex and end up with the unwanted pregnancy like right. you have to have abortion I mean the choice to make an abortion or to have that option presented to you just like our caller Johnny like it's different situations like what if the 
Come on now, what choice? Like she had to choose between her life or her child's life. So you gonna make her have a baby that could kill her? Like she couldn't even like. Well, if and she if she dies, is the baby gonna live anyway? Like, come on now. Right, and it was you know in her situation, you know, like she said, she had thirty seconds. It was hey, either we do this abortion now or you're gonna die. Right, you know, at that moment, like, of course you're like, oh, you know. I don't want to let anyone down or I don't want to disappoint. And I don't want to think about this later. And I don't want to hurt from this. Right. But second, you're going to hate like, me in her situation, if I choose myself over. Yes. You know, like what, what, yeah. You know, if you had chosen that child over being there alive for your daughter now, that would affect your daughter so much more than this situation. So people, and that's the biggest thing is people aren't, they're not Thank looking you. at that. They're just going to be like, oh, you're selfish. You're just selfish. No, I, I want to live. And I have a child that's here know- living and breathing that needs me. And I got one in my belly that's going to kill me. What choices am I going to make? Like, come well, on. Listen, this is what I want to say. Listen, if they're going to make you, if they're going to force you to carry a child, then where is the financial physical and medical support during that because as someone who has had multiple miscarriages throughout my life and lost children and fought and struggled with fertility and and trying to have a family if i got pregnant tomorrow no i would not for a second consider abortion unless they came to me and said hey this baby is going to kill you. And with my medical conditions, it very possibly could. And at Mm -hmm. that point, I have to decide if that's a viable situation for me. But I've had multiple miscarriages. And do you know what the medical term for a a miscarriage is? What's that? It's a medical abortion. Yeah. When you have a miscarriage, they send you home with paperwork. And on that paperwork, it says miscarriage slash medical abortion. And you go through the same thing in that miscarriage that you go through in that abortion. Mm -hmm. The only difference is the DNC comes later, not the moment of. And it sucks. And but you deal with it. And I swear if anyone would ever come to me with something crazy. But that's that's what I'm saying is. Okay, so if a miscarriage is considered a medical abortion and they're saying that it could go somewhere in the future where abortions can be illegal across the U.S. and that you could have to, you know, show proof of a negative test to leave state and and have to provide documents if you lose your baby and things like that. Then I want to know at the point that I get pregnant, who starts paying my bills? Because you can have a miscarriage from too much stress. You can have a miscarriage from carrying too many things around. And I don't know about, and I work in property management, so I'm not like out lugging huge things around all the time, but I got to move boxes of paper and those you things know, are heavy and they back and they constrain the baby standing on your feet too long, constrain the baby being stressed at work can all those different things. So who pays for you to stay home and live the happiest life throughout your pregnancy to make sure you can keep that child alive? Nobody. Right. Nobody. No, they're like, go to work. And if you have a miscarriage, no, then you have to... it's like, come on no. now. You're going to force people to bring children no. into this world. Won't you take care of the children that's already here? How many kids do we right. have in foster care that needs help, but, that needs know, love, that needs attention? adopted one of those children, you know, you're so against abortion. What are you doing to help the problem of the children that are already here in, in America right. that we can't help? So you think that it's not having, forcing people to have abortion... Forcing people not to have abortion is like, what do you think that's going to do on the the, the problem? Because it is a problem that we have in the foster care system with the foster care children. Yep. Or the unwanted children that we have now. Because either if you're going to force people, oh, you can't have abortion, you got to have this. One, because it's a medical, you just said uh, um, miscarriages are medical abortions, right? If miscarriages are legal, then, oh, so a miscarriage is illegal. I'm going to make myself have a miscarriage. 
So I'm gonna throw myself down the stairs. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to have a miscarriage because boom, there, that's yeah. a legal way for me to have an abortion. So you're gonna have that route. Yeah, and or you're gonna have the person who's gonna go full term, I'm gonna have this baby, I'm either gonna leave this baby on the doorstep or somebody how I'm gonna leave this baby on the doorstep of the fire department or whatever they do now. Or I'm gonna just drop this baby off and then now I'm not gonna go think about it. Or how many Law and Order episodes we didn't have, we didn't see, and who watched Law and Order SVU, and how many episodes you see where they didn't left that baby somewhere, or put that baby in the box, in the trash can, how many babies are going to have like that now, or left, or have to be taken into the foster care system, and then we're going to have the state complaining how they don't have funding to take care of all these kids that's in foster care, because y'all made abortions illegal. Like, you can't have it both ways. People want their cake and eat it, too, and you can't have it. And that's one of the biggest problems. Right. And, and I don't think anyone pays attention to it. They like, don't. What, I think that if you believe that abortion should be illegal, then you should have to adopt and foster multiple children. Because... Open your house up for foster and, care. And it's hard. And it's hard to foster. Listen... I'm 37 years old. I have a good job. I take care of myself. You know, I, I take care of my house. I don't have to ask anybody for anything. I work really hard and, and I have multiple streams of income to make sure that I can do it. You know, and it's not. And when I tell you I work hard, I mean, like I sleep like six hours a night and I'm foot running from the moment I wake up in the morning. But I do that because I like to work hard and I like, I financially could provide for a child without a problem. However, I'm not married. Um, and I, you know, wrote a bad check when I was 18. Um, so I have a bad check charge. Um, <laughs> And I don't have, you know, I've, I've been in therapy throughout the years and apparently that's frowned upon by the foster care system. Um, I can't become a foster parent. Not because I couldn't love a kid, not because I couldn't financially take care of that child, but because when I was younger, I went through things that caused PTSD. Well, that makes no sense. Because if anything, I think that I could really help a child struggling with PTSD because right. I have grown yes. from that point in my life. The world is so backwards. You know? And the people it making makes no the sense. laws are so backwards. It is just... The rules and regulations needs to be revisited and redo because this is stupid. So you're going to have kids, people out here who can love and support who want kids, who can't have kids, who have fertility issues that want to adopt or foster kids. And they can't because of some bad choices they made when they were younger. Or if they want to turn their life around and they want to give back, but they can't now because there's rules regulations say, oh, you can't because you didn't know, you didn't have the right support system when you were younger and made some bad decisions, so now you can't help. But then on the other same hand, they've gone around complaining um, that they don't have enough funding to take care of the kids in foster care because you're turning down people who's willing to help, who has the love and the financial support to help, but you can't, you don't want their help. Well, you don't need nobody's right. help if you don't want them, everybody. You can't have it. I mean, it's just so frustrating because they want it both ways. And that makes no well, sense. <laughs> And my biggest thing is like, and I want to play devil's advocate. Like, I don't want to just sit here and say it's wrong, 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 or it's right, right, right. Because I understand what the Bible says. You know, I'm not naive. I, and I'm not completely closed off. I understand that murder is a sin. And that taking a child's life in the womb could be considered murder. I understand those things. But I also understand growing up, coming from an Irish home, that guilt and conviction is a really strong part of a lot of cultures. And there is nobody 
that feels that guilt or that conviction more than the person that had to make the choice to have an abortion. And you are crazy. I don't care what that girl has gone through. You are crazy to think that that girl doesn't deal with it on some other level. Mm -hmm. Because I know girls that are some of the toughest people out there that have had to go through those situations and still to this day will have moments they break down and cry and feel bad because of it. And it is right. not fair that society has made them feel that way. It's it not, is not fair. Not. And, and it's so much say? worse that we run around saying, hey, don't do this. It's against the Bible. I can't believe you would do that, you murderer. But doesn't the Bible also say, thou shalt not judge? That is not your place. Right. That is their place with who with whomever the higher power is in your belief system. It is, sorry, y'all, I'm playing with a rapper. Um, it is the, your, their place to deal with their God at that moment. Right. It's not your place. Thou shall not judge. Like, Period. You just say, like you just say, that that decision is not haunting that person or that girl. Like, right. she could be like, okay, this is something that I have to do in this situation. There's no way out. I have to do it, even though it's not something like, it just has to be done. But she could still think about it. She could still be upset about it. She could still think what if could be haunting her. And, and it's, but she knows that it had to be done. It's something that she had to do. And she just has to something she will have to live with but we can't judge her based on the decision that she had to make because like just like our caller johnny like you're gonna she had to make that decision either her life or her or her or the baby's life so you're gonna just make her feel guilty or judge her on that decision or have you don't know that well, decision too, as Johnny said in that call also like it's the baby was not at a certain age it wasn't like she was six months pregnant right you know she she was still in the very beginning phases her mm-hmm. stomach was completely black you know she was rushed to the hospital they flat told her like the baby's gonna die and if you don't take the baby the out proper you're gonna die out, too you're gonna die too. And we so, can't what is judge her for making a decision? Like, we're both like it's crazy to believe that anyone should say you're both. We're both just going to die. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense at all for her to do that. She was going to lose that child anyways, and that child was in turn going to take her life and take her away from her daughter and her husband that she still had to live for, that she still had to protect, that she still had to raise. So why right. why would anyone think that that is the proper or, or best option? Is to just say, "Oh no, let's just die together," and <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. It's it seems illogical, and that's not me being mean at all. I understand the conviction behind saying this is murder. I I get what you're saying, but it doesn't but apply for all situations. Said, Right, right. And so I'm going to play devil's advocate to the religious speaker that is saying that abortion should be banned. And I'm going to ask this question, and I would love for any of you to jump on or call in and respond to this or even respond on the post when you see it later. This is my question to you. I got another call. No, that's a work call. I apologize. Um, so with that being said, um, what I was going to say is to the religious woman out there, if your 14 year old daughter comes home and she says, mom, I was raped. I'm pregnant. I want an abortion. What are you going to do? Are you going to force your 14-year-old daughter who was raped to carry her attacker's child? No. You know how the emotional trauma you would cause her? I would never. Emotional trauma? You would kill 
every bone in that girl's body. Yes, she would be suicidal, everything. Like, no, I would never. I would never. I would be scheduling that abortion the first thing in the morning. No, we're going to go take care of this. I would not force you to go through that. I would not put that on your plate. I would take that off your plate. No, I would never. See, and that's that's my question for, for, those, for those people out there. Because I'm going to tell you, if I'm not fit to have a child because <laughs> from, you know, to help with children is to love a child because I'm not married then I want to know why you're fit if you would be willing to to force your 14-year-old to go through multiple years of trauma. Scarred for life. So, and that's... Right. And not to mention, they would literally hate you for the rest of their lives. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. I don't I care would how run away. Like, if, if my mom forced me to oh, do I would that, I would, I would run away. You would not. I would be you, gone. You would be gone. 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 But... You know, but that goes back to pro-choice, you know, and. Because that's just like a slap in the face. If I was a 14 year old and I went to my mom and I told her, mom, I've been raped and I'm pregnant. Can we have it? Can I have an abortion? I need an abortion. I need to get past this. Obviously, you know, you're going to need therapy to even get through it as well. But if my mom was like. You have to have this baby, and abortion is legally wrong. I mean, wrong, and all this other stuff. I would, yeah, I would hate my mom. I would be like, no, like, what the hell? And I would run away, and I would have the abortion anyway. And then I would never speak to my family again. My family would never see me again. Yeah, because that means yeah, you don't you don't care. You don't care about me. You don't care about what happened to me. You don't care about me. That's just you telling you me that you don't give a fuck about what just I would I just went through. Ain't you making me live it, relive it. Sorry. <laughs> we going to have to and then I'm going to have to relive that over and over again. And then we're adding another child to the foster care system because even if they have that child, they're not going to be able to raise it. That's that is literally looking your trauma in the face every single day. You know, it doesn't make sense to me that we are expecting the world out of out of these girls and then also saying to them, oh, but God loves you. You know, God does love them regardless. Stop telling people that their love for them is based on. You know, the choices that you want them to make. Right. Thou shall not judge. Mm-hmm. You know, just just don't judge. Don't judge. It's not your place. You know, everybody. If, if abortion is made legal. And maybe this is a conversation for another topic. And maybe we could talk about this another time. But have you ever heard of assisted suicide? Yeah. So there are countries that if you do not want to live anymore, um, a lot of times it's people with, you know, particular mental illnesses, you can sign up for them to help you commit suicide. So you mean to tell me that these people can take their own life with assistance and that's perfectly legal. But the 14-year-old rape victim must carry the child to term. And be scarred for life. Right, right. And, and more than likely, <laughs> and probably suicide. Right. Or more than likely, as time goes on, we'll flee to one of those countries to have an illegally assisted suicide. Because she can't live with the trauma you just put her right. through. Right. That it's it's absolutely asinine. But it does it's not that I don't understand where the religious part is coming from. But we don't live in the same world that we used to live in. I understand. I wanna say I don't okay, this is opinion based. I'm gonna say I understand where it's coming from, but I don't think it applies. You know, and that's a valid statement for you, you know, because that's that's your opinion. And that's I honestly feel the same way completely, um, you know, but 
not everybody does. And, and, and I just want to say this to those, everybody, that the people that don't, okay? Um, Sheena, I'm, I got to take this call. I'm so sorry, y'all. One second. Okay, no problem. Ying must have an emergency. We're just going to give her a minute to handle that. And we get back to the topic at hand. We would love to have y'all opinions. Um, you can send into the chat. We will be posting a Facebook post after, you know, our normal post after the podcast. And your comments are welcome to be posted. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, so, um, to wrap this up, all I was trying to say was, in my part, was, you know, we go through as people, other people judging us every single day. We live in a world that has changed drastically since Bible times, yeah. if no one else noticed. Okay. With that being said, you know, rape, um, sexual assault, incest. Um, there's actually conditions where it can kill you to carry a child that has a different blood type than you. Mm-hmm. So with all those things being said, if you don't believe in at least a choice or an option to fix those things, but you do believe that no matter what, you should carry that child, then respectfully, you get whatever you have coming to you behind it. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying there's not miracles. There's women all the time that choose their child over their own lives. And then they both make it, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's a personal choice that them and their family have to go through because there's also women that make that choice. And then they pass and they leave behind their children to be raised by a single parent in, in a time where single family households aren't making it. You know, in in a time where inflation is so high that, (laughs) you know, if you don't have a roommate or a really good job, you're not able to get by. You could have a really good job and you still be struggling. Yeah. No, listen, it's, it's not easy. And so for people to say that it's as cut and dry as no, you can't have an abortion or yes, you can't have an abortion. You have no idea what the next person goes through. And if you put your child through that or your friend through that, or you judge them or you make them feel bad for a decision that they made, what does that make you? Because the one thing that I do know about the Bible is that he says that he is the only God and there should be no false God. You should idolize no one. So who are you to judge? Don't you put yourself in God's That that person can't go and (laughs) repent. And be forgiven for their decisions. Right. But you still, like you said, we're not, it's not on us to judge them. And I don't think that we as individuals should have our rights stripped from us. Like, that's basically what you're saying. If you're making abortions 
illegal and forcing everyone to carry children, then you're taking my choice away. You're taking my right as an individual, as a human being. So now you, I'm limited. So I'm uh, in America, the free, but I'm my rights are limited. So we're going to change that. We're not, we're not as free as we think we are. Right, right. And the freedom of stop, cool. But I would like to know up front, like, because I thought that when it comes to babies and medical things that that's discussed with my doctor under HIPAA law. And with that Mm -hmm. being said, um, if my doctor is discussing it with other people, doesn't that violate my rights under HIPAA law? Oh, that's a good point. And yes. Because, I mean, I don't think it's a, it should be anyone's conversation until I've made a decision with my doctor about what I want to do next. Right. And, you know, and then there's also going to be people that be like, oh, well, they had they had an option to stop it. Like, hey, you you could use birth control and you can do this. Let me tell everybody. Everybody can't that, take birth control. Like, well, and that's what I was going to say. Is, and even when you can take birth control, it's not always... Right. Like it only works 98.9% or 99.2%. Like I can give you the perfect example. Did you know that Mucinex cam- cancels out birth control? So if you're on the pill and you get sick, let's say you get a cold and you take Mucinex, guess what? Mucinex cancels your birth control. You can get pregnant. Oh, uh, you know, antibiotics is the same thing. So if you get, oh, uh, I didn't know if that. you take birth control and you have like a sinus infection and the doctor puts you on an antibiotic that cancels out your birth control. See, so you could try to take all the right steps and, listen. and even then it's only 99.2% active oh. or, or, or whatever. So still you can get pregnant. So let me tell you, I got a story and we got time. We got a few minutes. It'll be real quick. So in my situation, I found out I was type 2 diabetic when I was like 23. And okay. they put me on a prescription. They were like, oh, I can't think of the, remember the name, but they put me on a diabetic prescription. My doctor failed to tell me that the diabetic medication, one of the side effects is it increases fertility. So I'm going about my merry way within six months. Oh, guess what? I'm pregnant. So because that doctor never told me and I was in a committed relationship, you know, protection wasn't as uh, applied. I was not on birth control. Birth control doesn't agree with me. The pills didn't agree with me. I had a high blood pressure. I had a lot of other medical positions, so I was not on any birth control. So I ended up pregnant. I mean, I kept the baby. I got a son now. He's he's here, 15 now. But what is to say that it came at the wrong time? Like, I was 23. So what if I made a decision like, hey, right. it was spurred. Where I, were you I, living? Yeah. I was... Where were you living with my, I was in, in my, with my parents still, because I was still going to school. Right. I was right. still so taking college to, classes who, who, who and I was living at home. And they're still living at home with their parents. Right. Nobody wants I was to 23. Nobody that. Yeah, it was definitely unplanned. It was unplanned all around the world. It was, it was unplanned. Totally. I didn't even know I was pregnant. Like it was so unplanned. I didn't even know that I was. So it's like, what to say that I was like, that was totally the wrong time because I was still in college. What if I said, listen, I'm in college. I'm working on my degree. What if I said that that was not the time for me to have a baby? So you're going to judge right. me or hate me for me to making that decision when the doctor never told me? Because if the doctor would have told me that, hey, this new prescription that we're giving you to control your diabetes is going to make you fertile like crazy, that you need to we need to apply some type of, uh, you know, contraceptive. Hey, I would have been like, okay, this new medication, but the doctor never did. And I went on my merry way doing my 23-year-old life. So how is that my fault that I have uh, an unplanned pregnancy because of a medical 
prescription the doctor never told me the side effects on. So you're going to hate me or judge me because I don't want to keep a baby that I happen to have because of a medical mishap or, or what? Right. And that's the thing. Like what it comes down to is, yeah, you know, you, you did keep your child, but what if you didn't? What if you couldn't? What if at 23 years old, trying to go to college and living at home still and not having enough job to support yourself and a family and a household and a baby? Mm-hmm. You know, what if you had made the other decision? And yeah, it, it, it's hard to think about because, you know, your son is here and you see him and he's beautiful and he's great and he's such a phenomenal kid. You know, the, the flip side is, is what if things were different? You know, what if your son was born with a decapitating condition that made it so that you he needed 24-7 care or, or you know, there are so many different things that could have happened. What if he was born and your mother was like, no, you're pregnant, get out of my house. And then you're forced to move into a situation where, you know, you have to live off government assistance um, just to try to get by and still be able to go to school and still be able to work to take care of this child. And, and you struggle and you struggle and you struggle and you push and people don't pay attention to that. You know, so many people are out here trying to make such big moves in the world mm-hmm. that it's created this situation, this ongoing effect. It's like a generational curse. And, and all we hear so much in life now is all it takes to get out of the hood what about all the people we're placing back into it by forcing them to have children yeah. that they're not ready to have? That's they can't what... financially. Right. And what if I just thought of another question? What if you got pregnant and the doctor tells you that your baby has this, uh, and there's a condition out here. I can't think of the name of it, but like, it's a, like a, a hereditary condition and your baby's going to have a, a it's going to be sick. It has, they did the test is going to have it and the doctor tells you when your baby's born he's going to be a disabled child he's not going to live long within the first five years your your child is not going to live so what if you make a decision and the doctor says you need to make a decision whether or not you're going to have this child what if you were put in that situation and you're going to saying you're going to be judged or you're going to take that right from me if I'm not ready or I don't want to bring a child into this world that's going to, I know is going to have a disabling condition that's going to take round the top right. clock care. That's okay. So I know that right. this child that's, I bring to this world needs and if round you know the, the clock care. Gonna live, right. And if you know the child's only going to live for five years and this isn't being mean or harsh because I understand now for the record, I have lost a child. So, and I don't mean like a miscarriage. I've had multiple miscarriages also, but I have gone full term and and lost a child. So with that being said, I know what it's like to do the whole thing and go home with paperwork and, and a certificate of birth and a dress and and say to yourself, hey, you know, I I tried. So, and excuse all that, you know, it's, it's a sensitive subject. But, so I've been there, you know. So I can tell you now that if I got pregnant tomorrow and that doctor says to me, this child is only going to live for up to two years, I know that there can be miracles. And I know that that could be different. But emotionally, I would not be able to handle burying a child again. I right. wouldn't. And it and shouldn't be wrong for me to say you right. have to do it. Like, I don't care. You have right. to do it. That's that's messed up. That's, you would kill me emotionally. And I, I'm a really good person. You know what I mean? So you're willing to take away all of my spirit and all of my drive and every hope I have for any form of non-trauma in my future just to force me to carry a child that you know is going to pass within the first two years you are out of your mind you are out of your lip listen i it's cool lock me up i would rather go to jail than deal with the trauma of burying mm-hmm. another child period right. i will sit and i don't blame you i don't blame you then that's what we're trying to with this whole conversation is bring shed light on the different scenarios like you can't right. blank and let be like 
it's wrong, it's bad. I mean, we understand where you're coming from that, you know, what the Bible says and all. You don't, but you can't snatch everyone's choice away because you don't know their situation. You don't know their past history. You don't know their drive behind making that decision. So you cannot just blanket it, say it's illegal, it's wrong, it's illegal, you can't do it because there's so many different situation scenarios that could affect their decision and you can't take that choice away. You just can't. Right. I completely agree. Completely. So we're going to wrap up tonight's session with us, with what we have said. I am going to, because this is a controversial topic. Anytime we do a controversial topic, we will play disclosure twice within that time frame. Oh, hold on one second. Uh, Someone is on here. A chat. Um, their name is me. Um, they said, okay, so while there should be a choice for medical conditions, rape, incest, etc., if there is an unwanted pregnancy and the father wants to keep it, does he have no choice? So that's a good question, but let me, let me respond to that. Does the father carry the baby? Is the father the one that would die if something happens to the baby? Because if, you know, do I think that there should be some kind of option for the father to sue in court? That's a hard one. I I believe in father's rights. I 100% believe in father's rights. So yeah, you know, if she can physically carry the child and she doesn't want it for reasons of her own, you know, but she can physically medically carry that child. I think that there should be maybe some, some kind of form that could be filed where it can be discussed in court or something like that. But if it's going to harm her or could possibly kill her in any way, no, I don't think so. What it's for a man, um, you know, if he gets shot in the head and removing the bullet would kill him, but I want the bullet. Should I be able to take him to court to remove the bullet? No, my thing is, yeah, I believe, and I might, I don't want to sound harsh, but no, I don't. The father has no choice. For for one, I believe is because it's not his body; it's it's the woman's body. Right, it doesn't affect like. Like, it's not, it doesn't, yeah, do it doesn't understand. affect him like it is affecting me. Yes, I would, you know, the father can express his concerns, his opinions, and vouch his, you know, his voice. He has a voice, but if in the end his voice is not, don't deter that woman's uh, decision, if she still decides to go through with the abortion, then no, he doesn't have a choice. It's her body. As At the end, it's her choice. It's her body. She has to go through it. She has to live through it. So, yes, he has a voice, but he doesn't have a choice, Like, if that makes sense. That, you know what? That was a really good way to put it. Um, me, um, I will. If you want to respond to that, you can. We do. We are going to log off the podcast because we are beyond time at this point. Right. Um, but please feel free to comment more on the video as it posts within the next 24 hours. Um, we are going to go ahead and play that disclosure again to make sure that everyone understands that this is an opinion-based podcast. Ying Yang, the podcast does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear. This podcast is completely opinion-based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. Two people, two people, two opinions, two opinions, real talk, real talk. See y'all later. Bye.